column half thick. And uh, when it gets the final download and you get the final printed copy, I mean, this thing's going to be huge, and, and there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of songs in that songbook. And you're going to sit, people say, well, why in the world would, how do I know God's actually who he says he is? Uh, they're changing the COVID thing. Now, this has nothing to do with, the, uh, well, it kind of does, but they're changing the COVID thing, and nobody knows anything. You got a book here. Uh, from the first time it was penned uh, to the last pen that John, John wrote in the, on the Isle of Patmos in Revelation, from Genesis 1-1, where it said, in the beginning, God, and John over here said, the end, uh, that's about a 1,600-year period of time that it took to pin that thing down. Now, it covers 6,000 years from the time up to right now, but it, it actually was 1,600 years in writing. If you take any book on the face of the planet, and you go from the time it was started, especially a medical book, and you take it from the time it was started till 1,600 years later, what they did here would be barbaric. The same cure is in this book from beginning to the end is God. 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 There is no other cure. God. You get the, in the beginning, God. You get the end. The end, God. If you don't have God, you're going to have a problem. Uh, it's the same cure. It's always been the same cure. I get to finally preach my message that I had. I got it printed off my printer. Uh, so when I get done, you can say, I know why you lost it. Uh, Take your Bibles, go to someplace, 2 Corinthians. Go to 2 Corinthians 5, 7. One verse. Amen. And then we're going to go to Jeremiah. 2 Corinthians. I like, I like Jeremiah, man. I used to be called the weeping prophet, man. I gotta, my heart must be bad or something now. Uh, it's not the same as it used to be. Man, I used to cry about everything. I used to cry about crying. Uh, I mean, you just see the, the, the problems in the world. And then you get old and you get bitter and you get angry. You get mad at everybody. 5-7. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Do pray that you bless the message. And we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, and Jeremiah, <laughs> y'all just sit down there for a minute. because It's going to be a while before I get there. Uh, but Jerry's got the bell, so you'll be good. Uh, you got a Bible sitting in your hand. Uh, that if you pick that thing up and start reading it, uh, you got to sit there and say to yourself, how do I know this thing is true? How do I know it's, li it's not a lie? Uh, how do I know that anything, any part of this, because I've been taught all this stuff, you know, we got universities all over the place, and, and we got, uh, by the way, your Bible came out of a university. It came out of three of them, by the way, Cambridge, Westminster, and Oxford. Those three universities and the men in the 16th century put your Bible together. It wasn't King James. He just said, do it. Those men, 54 of them, put that book together, perused it, made sure it was there. Scholars. We're talking about scholars. So if you want to trust scholarship, scholarship comes out of colleges, universities, and the scholarship that we have in universities, they, they disagree with each other. Uh, I don't know if I'd believe any part of them. Uh, well, I do. i got a Bible sitting in my hand. So how do I know the Bible's Word of God? I watch it from Genesis to Revelation, and it matches. I, you hear people say, well, it disagrees all the way through. No, it don't. It's the same. I'll watch this. I'll show you. It is impossible for any to find anyone who stood for the truth who was loved by everyone. Did you know that? Now here I'm gonna prove some stuff to you. Same thing. Genesis. Abel was killed by, by his brother. Why? Because he did what God told him to do. You know what this world hates is now see I don't I guess it really ticks me off sometimes. I don't know why. Uh, but but you can be I'll take you over to Leviticus. You want to go over to Leviticus that says, man with man is an abomination and you kill him. Woman with woman is an abomination and you kill him. Guess what? you got a university out here that says, oh, that's okay. It's all right to be a homosexual. 
Let's not even be a homosexual anymore. Let's be a transgender. Let's take it. Let's be a transvestite. Let's take it even further, man. Let's bestiality. Let's do all this stuff over because that's your that's your colleges and universities. Well, I got a Bible sitting here saying it's a sin. Now, here you go. Here's my dilemma. How come it's okay for them to say it's okay for them to do what they want to do, and I'm not supposed to be upset, but when I say I want to do what I want to do and what I believe, they get mad and want to kill me. Don't you see a disparity there? I have a problem with that. Abel got killed. Why? Because the Lord said I require a blood offering. He watched his mommy and daddy sin in the Garden of Eden. He watched them eat the fruit that they shouldn't eat. The Bible said, in the day you eat the fruit, you shall surely die. But they didn't die. Guess what? A little lamb died. And they took the skin off that lamb and covered Adam and Eve. And now they got their clothes. You say, what is that? Well, the only way to get a skin off an animal is kill it. And shed some blood so we could do Abel caught that. Cain didn't want no part of it. You see, there's a difference here. Some people want God and some people just don't. You can't make people. Noah's, Noah was hated. All he, did, all he did was build a boat. I mean, it took him 120 years to do it. I was kind of slow. And Noah, man, come on, man. Get, get all the people. He couldn't find a way to help him build it. You know, he could have probably built that boat a lot quicker if he'd had a bunch of people on the other side there helping him. They could have probably built it bigger so they could have got on. But no, nobody wants. It's like the little hen that made bread. You know, she's going to make bread and she got to do this. Nobody wants to help her go get the corn all the, or the wheat and all this other stuff. But boy, when the loaf of bread is done and you smell that thing and butter melting on the top, they all want it then. But they don't. They want it in the Noah's Ark when it started raining. But they didn't want it in that ark when it came time to build it. That's, a, that's, that's Christian, man. Joseph sold to slavery. Moses uh, was hated and, and ridiculed by his family. He, the people that he was came to hated him. Elijah was chased. Elijah was called baldhead. I mean, sometimes it's not really a serious thing. Little kids come up. Go up that bald head. You're talking about ticking somebody off. You got to watch what you say about people with bald heads. Man, sometimes they get mad. Elijah, Elijah just had the ability to take care of his problem. He goes, boom, and two she-bears came out and ate them kids up. Sometimes little kids, wherever you're at in here, I'm watching you. You'll never know. <laughs> Jeremiah was a weeping prophet because he, uh, of the resistance, uh, he resisted and in defiance of those to whom he preached. People hated him. All he did was tell them, you know, people don't like preaching. They never do like hearing what they don't want to hear. Uh, I'm sorry, brother. Sometimes you need to hear exactly what's wrong with you so you can change. I had to know that there were some things wrong with me so I could be, I mean, you could probably come and say, well, Mike, you got a whole bunch more things wrong with you too. Well, write the list, come and tell me, maybe it'll help. I don't know. I haven't got a lot of time left. I'm 65 this year, so I don't have much more time to get all this stuff out of my life. But I can get some stuff out of life. You find it, tell me, come and tell me. Uh, Daniel was putting lions in. The Hebrew children were cast in a fiery furnace. David was chased and hunted by Saul. John the Baptist got his head cut off. Peter was crucified upside down. Now, you would wonder why these men all, ha this happened to them. You know why? Because they presented God to this world. This world hates God. If you're in here today and you hate God, you know why? You're on, you're on that other side. There's nothing wrong. Hey, if you want to be on that side, I'm okay. I'm all right with anybody being anyone, anything they want to be because in the beginning, it was God, and in the end, it's God. And one of these days, I'm going to stand before God, and I've already got my answer. 
If you don't have an answer, you're going to have to be there. Stephen was stoned. Paul was left dead and later beheaded. It wasn't bad enough. They killed him once. They had to kill him the second time too. John was a, you know, John's an interesting character. I like John. They tried to boil him. They say they tried to boil him in oil. Now, I've never been tried to be boiled in oil. I've, I've tried to cook some french fries in oils. And you throw wet taters. I mean, you can't mess up a tater no matter what you do. Uh, but, but you throw taters in a boiling water or boiling oil. And they're wet, and it just blows grease out. Just a couple of little specks get on you. Man, I'll hear Beth over cooking. She'll be cooking some pork chops or something. And you'll hear her start screaming and yelling, man. And what it is, she got splattered. Uh, I couldn't even be imagined put in that thing. John was put in it, man, and he was sitting there chilling out, man, having a good time. And, and give me some suntan lotion or something. I don't know what it was, if that's even true. I don't know if it deformed him or whatever. It doesn't say anything in, in about it in the Bible anywhere. It just says that that's what they tried to boil him in oil, and they couldn't. He wouldn't die. They couldn't kill him. So they stuck him out on the island of Patmos, and they thought that they'd just get him out of, out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. Wrong answer, minus five. Now you're just giving him the time and the ability to finish all the books he's going to write, five of them. And now we, for 2,000 years, we've got the worst mistake they ever made. <laughs> I'm glad they did. We'd only had 61 books in our Bible instead of 66. But then you got James was martyred. The Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior, was crucified. Why was that? All they did was, here you go. I'm going to change a couple things around. Noah's message from the steps going up into the ark was not, something good is going to happen to you today. <laughs> That's not why they hated him. How about this one, Amos? Some of y'all don't even know. There's a book called Amos, by the way. It's in your Bible. It's, it's like toward the end of the Old Testament, Amos. Amos is a good guy. Amos was not confronted by the high priest for proclaiming confession is possession. How about this one? Jeremiah. Jeremiah was not put in the pit for preaching, I'm okay, you're okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Daniel was not put in the lion den for telling people possibility thinking will move mountains. <laughs> Have you ever listened to some of this trash on the radio? That's what you're getting right here. Here you go. Here's a John the Baptist was not forced to preach in the wilderness and eventually beheaded because he preached, smile, God loves you. <laughs> no, man. He called them reprobates and, and, and vipers and everything else. The two prophets in the tribulation will, will not be killed for preaching, God is in his heaven and all is right with the world. No, it's not. They're going to be preaching repentance is what they're going to be. You better repent and get your life right with God because he's getting ready to come back and hell is on that corner there. You know, that's why they hated Jeremiah. Jeremiah, man, I really, uh, some people want to be preachers. You're crazy, man. You know why? Because the Lord's going to show you a couple things and your whole life will have to change and, and we just don't want to change our lives. Uh, we don't want to really get on this side over here where we need to be. I don't, I'll tell you what, man, it's rough. Jeremiah was just that, man. Jeremiah was one of these guys that, uh, I tell you what, he's, he's my hero. Uh, God did some things. Take your Bibles, go to Jeremiah chapter 1. I wanted to preach this the other day, last Sunday, and, and Beth just didn't get my message printed off the right way. So it was her fault. Then I wanted to preach it Wednesday night. Oh, no, I forgot it Wednesday night. I couldn't get it printed off Sunday morning. Did you go try to get it Sunday morning too? I did something. I forgot it. What did I do? Oh, no, the Lord told me to preach something else. So I preached something else. Uh, and then I finally got my printer fixed and got everything working right. And, and uh, I got it printed off and I did a couple changes to it. Jeremiah. How come I'm having a problem, man? Somebody stole Jeremiah out of my book. One four. I found it. I repent. 
Jeremiah chapter 1. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Verse 1 up here says, The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin. Verse 4, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. You know God knows you? Amen. He knows. Now see, this is where Calvin messed up. Just because God knows the end from the beginning, and he could write a book about your life, by the way, and he could write it down and pen it, and he could tell you everywhere where you blew it and everywhere where you did right. Let me rephrase that because I want you all to think something good's going to happen to you today. He could, he could pen it to where he could tell you where everything you do is right. And then where everything you do is wicked as the devil, man, and you should be thrown into hell. He could write that whole book out and have it laid there in front of you and give it to you just like one of these song books. Mine would be a little thicker than this. And he would, but it'd be all the good, the good part would be like right here. That's the good part, maybe. That's probably too much. That's the good part, and the rest of that's all the bad stuff. And you sit there and say, why, would he, why does he do that? Because he knows you. Psalm, go to Psalm 139. Man, oh, this is my favorite psalm. If I had a favorite psalm, this is probably, if I had a favorite portion of the Bible, if, if, if I, I have a problem with thinking any part of God's word is any better than any other part of God's word, but the part that speaks to me most is sometimes the words God gives me. And Psalm 139 says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sittings and my... He's talking to me, by the way, not you. I know exactly who he's talking to here. Thou knowest my down sittings and my uprisings. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compass my path and my lying down and acquainted with all my ways. Uh, man, have you ever thought that God knows everything you do? Man, that's a... <laughs> For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. He knows exactly what you're saying. He knows what you're going to say. He knows what's going to come out of those lips. You don't have to let it come out, but, it, but there's a possibility it could come out, and he knows whether it does or it doesn't. But you know what he tries to do is teach you how to not do the doesn't thing. He goes, uh, thou hast beset me behind and before. Thou hast laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Nobody ever will. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I send up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there thy hand, thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. But, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. He goes, do you not understand I'm God? I'm like, yeah, man, I got it. You're God. He goes, I see everything, Mike. You can't hide nothing from me. Why would you try to hide something from him? I never try to hide nothing. I'm a wicked, filthy sinner. You, not, there's not a person on this planet that can walk up and say, Mike, you did that God doesn't already know it, that I haven't told him. All you could do is maybe get a big head and say, oh, look what I might did. Well, that's fine. Go do it. I already taken it to the Lord. I know exactly what my problem is. My problem is right here. That's what your problem is, by the way. It's not people around you. It's you. Amen. We get to this place where we think we're something and really you're nothing. Poor old Jeremiah, weeping prophet. Title of this message is something to weep about. You know, if you sit there and look at the news, and usually I don't like news. I don't like nothing about the news. 
I hate the news. I, I talked to my mom. She says, been watching the news all day long. I had Beth call her last night because I know she's been watching the news probably all depressed. Uh, the thing going on over in Russia. Uh, I don't know why anybody would think anything different. Uh, I mean, the whole world is that way. It's going to go that way. You book, read the book of Revelation, it's going to end that way. Uh, I mean, how in the world? Hitler did it. Stalin did it. Mussolini did it. Uh, Patton did it. You know, have you ever thought about even our guys, we go over there to go out and kill people. For what? The Crusades, the Great Crusades, you know what they did at the Crusades? They killed people. What? For God. Well, you know the people over in Jerusalem, they were trying to kill you for God. I still don't understand why we, they, some people want us to, I bet you there were people praying that the Bengals would have won the other day. And there was probably people praying that the Rams would have won. It was sad. Bella came up and said, don't you, didn't you hear about the Bengals? I said, no. He goes, she goes, they cheated. They lost. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they probably did, but I bet you the Rams did too. They won. So how do you know? You know, we, we put that we put the Lord in there sometimes in this stuff, and we don't get the whole story. And really, he doesn't belong in any part of that. He's, he's telling you what mankind's going to do. Mankind is going to kill people. That's what mankind's going to do. And for 6,000 years, it started with Abel and Adam and Eve sinning in the garden and a poor lamb dying. And it's been death ever since because of that right there. Death isn't because of COVID. And death isn't because of cancer. Death isn't because of kidney failure. Death isn't because you get hit by a car. Guess what? You wouldn't need a car if, if Adam and Eve hadn't eaten that fruit. We wouldn't need wagons. We'd still be walking around in gardens eating food that we probably didn't have to do nothing with. Everybody wants to be organic. You would have really been organic. It isn't our fault we're not organic. We're not organic because we're wicked. And even your best organic is unorganic. Is Oh, man, it's a mess. Jeremiah 1.4 says, he says, in verse 6, he says, Then said I, Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, I can. Oh, wait a minute. Let's go back to 5. Behold, I formed thee in the belly. I knew thee, and I, uh, belly before. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then Jeremiah says something. He goes, then I said, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I'm a child. You know, if God wants you to say something, he'll put the words in your mouth. I've been there several times when I try to think of what to say, you can't do it. And then all of a sudden the Lord will put the word right in your mouth and that's exactly what needs to be said. Sometimes we say stuff we should never say. You can probably, well, I bet you, man, I hate to get to heaven. I hope he doesn't bring every word I ever said up. Verse 7, he says, but the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces. You're not supposed to look at somebody's face and then, then tailor what you're getting ready to say by the way they look. The word of God is the word of God, and that's it. You know, some people are more eloquent about putting it across than others. Uh, I'm sure there's more eloquent people than me. However, comma, the word still is the same. There was a rich man and there was Lazarus. And the rich man in hell opened his eyes and he was in torment. And Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom having a good time. Now, you can't say that too many ways easy. Hell is a terrible, terrible place. Uh, people say, well, how do you know it? How do you know it's not? There's the question. I'm, I'm just betting that I've got it covered. <laughs> People say, well, what happens if you die and there ain't no hell? I don't have to worry about it. My question to you is, what happens if you die and there is? <laughs> That's the question. 
That's for those people out in TV land. <laughs> called without consent. You know, Jeremiah never asked to be called. He didn't ask for the Lord to reveal some things to him and show him. You know why he was a weeping prophet? Because his eyes was opened up to the, the real nature of humanity and, and the Drew, Israel and the nation of Israel. And he, he was privy to watching uh, the destruction of the nation of Israel that God put together. Uh, Jeremiah knew the story about Moses coming up and, and uh, Abraham having Isaac taken up the side of the mountain and, and then Isaac having Jacob and, and the 12 sons. They all end up going into uh, uh, Egypt and they stay there and then Moses has to come and get them out and God brought them out and the Red Sea split and got them all the way across, got them into the promised land, set everything up in the promised land, temples under David, the whole thing, and now Jeremiah's sitting there watching, they're going to get destroyed and then going to take into captivity and you don't think that's a burden on that man? And everybody else says, oh, it's not going to happen. You know what people are saying today? It ain't going to happen. You're watching it happen right now. Do you not see what's happening in the Ukraine? They're blowing the Ukraine up. For what? No reason at all, just so I can be in control. That's man. That's happened forever, man. I was in the military for 14 years. I was over there. I watched that stuff happen. We fought with the Russians all the time, man. The Chinese, they'd bring their little boats. I'm not afraid of them at all, man. We got a bigger military. But I tell you what, God can trick our military and flip that thing upside down and make everything fail just like that, and we could be destroyed in a heartbeat. If you're trusting your military, you're trusting the wrong thing. How in the world, how in the world could we possibly ask God to protect us when we have, oh, man, do you all see that Secretary of Energy? He's in a dress. Are, you, are, are we stupid or what? God bless us. You've got to be crazy. Amen. Now, I'll tell you what, I think he's going to take care of me. I don't know about you, but I know he's going to take care of me. Why? I got two four-pound bags of beans the other day. <laughs> Beth, Beth made me a pot of beans. I, I'm good for three or four more days. I'm good, man. I got me two big old sides of ribs, man, that was on clearance. A woo-hoo. So I can eat, I need some ribs and some beans. I got to get her maybe some cornbread. I'll be good for a week. I'll be okay, man. You can live on beans forever, man. Beans are cool. I like beans. I think beans with a big ham. Mm, never mind. He was called without consent. God never asked him nothing, man. Jeremiah's like Moses. Moses, Moses, Moses didn't really want to go down to Egypt and take them out, although he knew he was supposed to, and then he got, got in trouble and had to go sit on the backside, had to sit on a bench for 40 years. After the end of 40 years, the Lord shined the light up on top of the mountainside up there, and Moses got a hold of the light and went up there, and the Lord started talking to him. He said, oh, I can't speak. I'm not an eloquent Wait a minute. You were under Pharaoh. You were the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You had all the education that you could possibly have, and you can't speak? No, you don't want to. Don't care. You're going. Or I'll kill you and then bring you back to life and still make you go. Brother, do you understand when you're messing with God, that's who you're messing with? That, that guy, uh, that widow named her son, she, I mean, she really thought her son was dead. Everybody carrying the dead guy out there thought he was dead. The kid actually probably thought he was dead until Jesus come by. And he said, get up and do something, you lazy bum. And he got him down, and he had to go back to work. You know, that kid was probably happy. He's probably in Abraham's bosom having a good time. And the Lord called him back out of that thing. Or, or, or... The Lord knew what he was going to do and just had him kind of like in purgatory for a little bit until he pulled him out. <laughs> Called without consent. Jeremiah never intended to be a preacher. He did not want that burden placed on him that he was going to have. 
to go and tell people that don't want to hear. There's some of y'all don't want to hear what I'm saying right now. There's all kinds of people don't want to hear what I got to say. You know why? Because you pick up a book and you sit there and, oh, Mike, you're too hard. That's what it says. I don't care. I'm not here to say, oh, I can make it up. Something good's going to happen to you today. <laughs> no, it's probably not, man. I don't know what. Jeremiah 11, 19. He was, he was called without consent. A weeping prophet. Sad. I mean, it's just sad. Eleven nineteen. I'll finish this up real quick, maybe. Eleven nineteen. He's just out telling people what, what the right thing to do. See, you would think that the, the way our world is going today and, and the adultery, the fornication, the, the lewdness, the uh, stinking, oh, man, what a... Uh, Nevada uh, out there, what is that place out there, the wicked Sin City, Las Vegas, yeah. I mean, that stuff is all over the place, casinos everywhere. Uh, people are just trained, or kids are trained to sin from the time they're raised all the way up. They don't know any different anymore. They're raised in it, they're born in it, they're brought up in that thing, they think that's perfectly normal. They go out and watch these stinking shows, and all the women come out there with no clothes on. How come the guys all got clothes on, but the women don't? How come that is? And then they start dressing like those ladies. And then they wonder why. And then you're going to ask God to bless our nation? Brother, I'm telling you what, that thing ain't going to happen, man. It just ain't going to happen. Uh, you're going to have to have the tribulation. You've got to have it. You've got to get out of it. Jeremiah eleven nineteen. but I was like a lamb. He's talking about himself. Or an ox that was brought to slaughter. And I knew not that they had devised devices against me. All he is doing, they come up, you know, they would come up and ask him, Jeremiah, tell us what the Lord, you got a word from the Lord? And he'd tell them. And they would say, oh, we'll do what the Lord says do. And no, they wouldn't. They refused to do it. That's why they ended up in Egypt at the very end. Every true God-called preacher will suffer persecution. You want to be a preacher? Do you? You're going to get ridiculed and persecuted and ostracized. Do you want to be a preacher? Really? I want to serve God. Really? Do you? I'll tell you what, when it really happens to you, you'll be able to take it. But you won't like it, but you'll take it. It'll still hurt you. But you'll take it. Why? Because God's on the other side of that thing. You can't run from him. You end up by yourself in most cases. I remember walking on the Ponce, man. I was preaching everything. Thousand men. Half Marines, half sailors. And I, I remember walking by the quarterdeck one day and they go, Pettyhouse Elliott. I said, yeah. I said, you need to go down to supply and see Claude Harris. I said, why is that? I wasn't preaching. I was just doing my job. They go, because he's just like you. You two are the only two people on the ship like that. I said, what? Christians. I said, you got to be crazy. I said, there's somebody else like me on the ship? So I go down there, big old black guy, man. He's the coolest guy in the whole world. Claude was something else. I was looking at him, he's, he's sitting at his desk down in supply. He looked across his desk at me and I looked at him. I had my King James Bible, he had his King James Bible. I said, do you believe that's the word of God? He goes, do you? I said, yeah. He goes, I do too. I said, what do you believe about it? He goes, all of it, even the cover. I said, I think I like you, man. <laughs> me and him became friends. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're not a friend, man. Claude, Claude, oh, Claude, uh, if I told you some of the things Claude did, you... You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> a black guy, man. 
That guy knew that book better than anybody I know. Thousand men on a ship, you would think that there would be Christians everywhere. They were. They were just in, in the woodwork. You'll be by yourself. You'll be rejected by a man. They'll hate you. They'll spit on you. They'll call you everything but human. They'll despise. You'll be despised by those you try to help. You know what I've learned in 43 years doing this? That most of the people I try to help in the end turn because they don't like what they hear. They get mad at something they heard, and instead of saying, is what he just said true or false, they, they hate the messenger. You know you're supposed to change over your life? You're supposed to change. And when you start, guess what? He finds you out in a, in a field somewhere, just like a baby. Being, you ever been where a baby's been born? Man, I've been around eight of them. Actually, a good five of them. Definitely five. I, I watch all five. I watched them kept Beth open on the last one. And that was the biggest mess of all of them. Uh, but, I mean, they all come out, they're just all ugly-looking, man, all bloody and everything else. And they got this long, stringy-looking cord-looking thing, and they're, you want to cut it? You want to cut it? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, leave me alone. Get me out of here. I just got yelled at for 12 hours. I don't need to see this. <laughs> then, then somebody comes, oh, I want to cut it. I want to cut it. And then they got to clean. That's the way you come out, a mess. You know what, by the time you get a little older down there somewhere, they got to clean you up. You're all a mess born. Every one of us, I've never seen any one of them that wasn't born a mess. And then God comes along and tries to show us something. Well, I don't want to change that. Why? You're a moron. If the Lord tells you to change something, change it. I can't. I, Balaam blows me out of the water. A donkey talks to him and asks, God, God, people say, animals can't talk. That one did. You know, God can put a vocal cord in you in like he, in about two minutes, in about, actually about two nanoseconds. He says, donkey, you got a vocal cord now and, and a vocabulary. As a matter of fact, you got a college education. You're smarter than most people in college. <laughs> actually, you're smarter than all of them. <laughs> you say, why is that? Because the donkey seen the angel. And he goes, don't you see that guy? He's going to cut your stinking head off, man. And then Balaam argues with the donkey. <laughs> even, even when you see it, you're still arguing. And, and Balaam had communications with God and still wouldn't listen to him. He chose that filthy lucre. You know how dangerous that is? You, you can get right there next to God Almighty and God can talk to you and you can understand what he says. As a matter of fact, you could repeat it. And then turn from that thing in a nanosecond and go do something wicked and end up dying with the lost. Balaam died with them people, man, because of what it was wickedness. He was on the wrong side. He, you know, you're, he could not, he could not. They were trying to reject the nation of Israel. They couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, my last little thing here is despised by those who tries to help. I am so tired of trying to help people. You know, this, if you really want help, this is the place you need to be. I can't even tell you how many old preachers I've listened to in my lifetime. They said, you want to learn something? If you've got a problem, right here on the front row, get these kids out of the way here, man. And, and, and just y'all come up here and take over the front row. And sit on the front row for about six months, shut your mouth and listen. If you're not in church, shut up. I'm so tired of people trying to get me to come to where they're at. No, I, you know what I tell them now? If you want me, it's a church. I'm just now, son, Monday, I got to be back over. I'm going to start Monday morning back in here doing maintenance. 
I'm gonna try anyways. <laughs> oh yeah, man. We're going to, I got credit cards. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of spending my money, man. I'm gonna get back to God's. <laughs> He's got more. Jerry came up and said, credit cards up to five thousand dollars or three thousand or something, man. I said, I didn't care. It didn't it just kind of like water off the duck, man. I didn't care. I don't care. He goes, he goes, we gotta get that constitution in place. Because uh, we, we stole the Constitution from another church. That's a good one. But, and we're going we're gonna to change the names to protect the innocent. And we're going to put our name in there in all the places in the right spots. And uh, he goes, they said that he can't spend over $500 without approval. I said, we're going to change that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We ain't going to implement that Constitution. I'm dead. <laughs> we just got to have it for posterity's sake. Every time you go to get a loan, they say, where's your constitution? I mean, other than that, what do you need the thing for? We're not going to obey it anyways. <laughs> so right here at the very end of this thing, it says, cursed without a cause. Uh, and, and that's what he was. He was a preacher, man, and he had to go through all this stuff. My last little thing here says, any volunteers? Anybody want to volunteer to be a preacher like Jeremiah? Any volunteers? Next. He was called without consent, cursed without a cause, confined without a jury. They stuck him down in a pit, man. Thus saith the Lord, Jeremiah 38, 2, just about done. Thus saith the Lord, he that remaineth in the city shall die. That's all he said. The Lord told Jeremiah, look, tell him. Nebuchadnezzar is going to send his army down here. I'm sending his army down here. You guys are going to go into captivity. There's no way out of it. 70 years because you haven't done right. Sabbath was supposed to be kept and you didn't do what I told you to do. Now you're going to be thrown under captivity for 70 years in Babylon. You're going to be taken out of the land and the land is going to rest for 70 years of Sabbath till I get it back to where it's supposed to be. Then I'm going to let you go back in and that's all Jeremiah tried to tell him. You know what they did? They said, look, we're God's children, and we're all the same, and we're Christians, even if we are wicked, and we're worshiping other stuff, and, and, and Balaam, and we're killing our kids, and all this other stuff. And, uh, you think abortion is new? They used to take kids and, and sacrifice them to Moloch. They had a god over there. It's a big old iron belly, and they'd take their kids and pass them through the fire. They'd kill their kids. Mankind, we're all wicked today. Just as, Killing kids is about as wicked as you can get. Amen. You take a little innocent child like that, man, and you kill that thing. That, that child was brought here for us to protect, not to kill. You think your government's right to say that's right? See, somewhere you're going to have to make a choice. I had somebody the other day said, well, what is that? No, no, no. The Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you. I got to obey everybody until it gets to a point. And at that point, I'm willing to die for what I believe. Are you? Everybody says, oh, I want to preach. Oh, really? Are you willing to stand up for what this homosexuality is wrong? That's, right. That's Bible. Not, I didn't say that. I'm just agreeing with God. He said it. I'll repeat it. I'm okay with it. Men with men, women with women is wrong. It's wrong. There's all kinds of stuff wrong. If you got it. Dry clean only. Mm. Made in India. Ah! 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 That's got three different materials in it. <laughs> you know that's a sin? Cotton and wool together is a sin. 
God said, you're going to put something on, it's going to be all wool, it's going to be all cotton. I don't even think they had cotton. They had wool. They had sheep. You had sheep. You wear that stuff and you sin. You know what you got to do? Go make an offering. You say, why would God made a separation between us and this world? Between them and the world. He was, he was confined without a jury. They threw him in a pit. Just for sake of discussion. They had a pit. Jeremiah just told them the truth. They asked him. They asked him. Jeremiah was like. So he told him. He couldn't hold his mouth shut. I'll say that in a few minutes too. But, you, but he sit there and, and he just. They asked him and he said. You ain't going to do what I tell you man. And then you're going to get mad at me. Because I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. No we won't. Oh we love God. So he tell him they throw him in a pit. He's sinking in mud. Mire. Now, I don't know about you, but the bottom of a dungeon uh, where there is no portalettes or outlets or no toilets or no sewer system, uh, and the whole, whole castle and everything is above that, and it's all like <sighs> down to this bottom pit down here somewhere. It's like an outhouse down there. And they stick him in it. And he's getting ready to die. And he didn't do anything wrong. All he did was did what God told him to do. You ready to do what God did? Got any volunteers? Any volunteers today? I tell Beth all the time, if I could get out of this, I'd do it in a heartbeat. But I know God told me to do it, and he has never told me to quit. That's what it takes. You know, Jeremiah was never told to quit. <laughs> Jeremiah, is, man, he, he had a bitter soul. Verse 6 there, it says, Then took they Jeremiah, 38.6, I believe. Then they took Jeremiah, cast him into a dungeon. And then, man, they put him down in the mire and the muck. It says at the very bottom there, it says, And in the dungeon there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sunk in the mire. Have you ever sunk in mud? I, I mentioned that Wednesday night about out there in the middle of the swamp. That sucker, man, he was back eating steak, and we were out there all sinking in the swamp. Crazy guy, man. Number four, but he continued faithfully without friends. You know, if you're expecting everybody to love you doing this job, it ain't going to happen. You just do it. He was faithful without friends. He had no friends. When they stuck him down in the mire, there wasn't nobody. Jesus Christ, you know, just like Jesus Christ when he was there. He told Peter, hey, Daddy, you know what a blessing, man. I was reading through Psalms today, and I come across, uh, I forget the Psalm I told Beth. Uh, is, I think it's like Psalm 136 or something, 137. But he says, uh, but his mercy endureth forever. The whole Psalm is mercy endureth forever. Well, I said, Lord, I'm sure glad you got mercy. Amen. And I'm sure glad it endureth forever. <laughs> because, boy, I sure do need it like forever. And I needed it this morning. I needed it yesterday. I needed it the day before that. I need, just need your mercy. He goes, yeah, you're going to need more mercy by the time you get done. Jeremiah, uh, you know what? He's, he's faithful without friends. They, they threw him down in that pit. And he was there by himself. And there's a guy named uh, Ebed-Melech. If it wasn't for him, the eunuch, Ethiopian eunuch, went and got him and hung cords out. He'd been down there, man. He's just all tore up and weak and Probably afraid he's going to rip his skin, man. Took old rags and clots to make it big enough where they could put around a rope would have just hurt him and drug him up out of there. He continued faithfully without friends. Everybody hating him. You know what Jeremiah did? He just kept doing it. You know why Jeremiah could do that? A reason for weeping. You know why he could do that? Because of his relationship. You say, how do you know that? Jeremiah, take your Bible go to Jeremiah 20. I'm just about done. Couple minutes. Give me a couple minutes here. Jeremiah 20. Your Bible's full of this stuff from generate. I mean, from 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 page to page to page to page. Every one of these men have the exact same. Men and women all have the exact same thing. Jeremiah 27. 
Oh, Lord, thou hast deceived me. You ever been deceived by God? He did that the day I got saved. Oh, just get saved. Okay. But there ain't, there's something about this deal that don't sound right. I said, Lord, you're getting an old, messed up sinner, 22 years old, wicked as the day is long. And you're giving me your precious son that is sinless. And I got it. I mean, you're taking my sin and giving me his righteousness. Now, I didn't understand all the particulars there, but I kind of knew it was a trade-off here. And I was going to get the good stuff, and he's going to get the bad stuff. And he said, it ain't going to cost you nothing. I'm like, I can't really believe that. And he assured me, oh, yeah, yeah, it ain't going to cost you nothing. And he's absolutely right. It didn't cost a dime. It was free. But what he didn't tell me was that once you get that, you're going to have something inside of you that's going to change you. And it's going to start making you the right way. And you've been all made up the wrong way. And you ain't going to like the right way initially. But after a while, you're going to like the right way. And you ain't going to like the wrong way. But you're going to have to live with the wrong way and the right way the rest of your life. <laughs> he never told me none of that. He never told me the trials and tribulations I was going to have to go through. He never, I thought everybody would just want to hear about Jesus and get saved. The first person I told was my mom, and she runs out of my house. I, wasn't even, I didn't even know there was a Bible college at that time. I didn't even know what a Bible was. I knew it said Holy Bible. That's all I knew. I just want to tell her what Jesus did for me, and I just got saved. I was all bubbly, like, <laughs> and she runs out of the house calling me a heretic. Why? Because I believe Jesus. That was my first experience with the world. <laughs> and it's just got better since. Jeremiah says, 27, Lord, thou hast deceived me. And I was deceived. You, you suckered me into that thing. Thou art stronger than I and hast prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocketh me. Man, if people don't mock me, I, I, I think something's wrong. For since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence and spoiled. Boy, I tell you what, the world is going to fall apart. If you don't believe that, I am sorry. I am not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to get worse. That could get better before it gets worse, but it's going to get, it's going to be worse, better, worse, better, worse, better, worse, better. It's just that some of you guys are like, it's like worse, and you're right here better. You think, you think better is like out here. It's not going to ever get there again. You're like on a little mountaintop right here, and it's going to get worse. <laughs> I don't mean to make you, I'm not trying to, you know, give you a bad day. <laughs> I'm just telling you that's what's going to happen. I got a book. It's getting ready to happen. And it's not that, not that, not that we're 200 years ago or 1,000 years ago. I mean, like, we're right at the 6,000-year period. We're here. And that's what it says is going to happen out here. And guess what's happening? That thing in the Ukraine makes absolutely no sense at all. You would think you would want your next-door neighbors to love you. And they just want to blow you up. They want to send fireballs in there that will disintegrate you. Does that sound like loving, kind, friend neighbors? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And we got a nation that's, which I'm glad. Brother, I know war is hell. I wouldn't want to see one of our young men or ladies go into that thing and die. Because that, that's all it's going to end up to. It's, it's going to get worse and worse. Best thing to do is stay out of it. You say, oh, no, 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 no. Wait till you get drug all the way in before you do anything. And you can't do anything. And if they call me up and say, come back, I will go. And I will die if I have to. 
But if I don't have to, I'm not going to. Because that's not a place to go. Why? Because I know what God's, most of that is God's judgment on this planet. We cannot do what this world does on a constant basis worldwide. The wickedness that we constantly do, it's crying out. The blood is crying out to him. It's going to come. It's going to come. For since I spake, I cried out. I cried violence and spoil because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. Then I said, boy, have you ever, I've, this is, I've been here. I've been right here. Matter of fact, I'm probably right here right now. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name. Jeremiah said, I'll shut up. They don't want to hear, fine, I'll shut up. Let them all just die and go to hell. He couldn't. He goes on and he says, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I, he, said, I, he said, I was weary with forbearing. I could not stay. For I heard the deframing of many, fear on every side. Brother, man, you got Jesus Christ. You don't have to worry about it. It's, it's caution. I think you should be cautious. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to go out and get guns and bullets and everything. I got guns and bullets, but I've had them for years. They probably won't even work. I mean, they probably, I don't know how long a bullet lasts, man. I mean, I'll probably shoot out the gun and go, poof. I don't know what they'll do. But I'm not going to go out and get guns and weapons and everything else. If they drop a nuke on you, you're going to be toast anyways. They got plenty of them. Pray for nukes. Oh, God, send the nukes first. Then you don't have to worry about nothing else. You say, that's cruel and stupid. No, I get to go right to heaven. I don't know about you. But I get to go to heaven. That's what I'm looking for. Compelled by his relationship. You know his relationship got him in. He got that relationship. He, anybody else, Balaam didn't have the relationship. He had the knowledge without the relationship. He had, he had communications, but he didn't have no relationship with Jesus Christ. Jeremiah had the relationship. And the relationship, when he got that relationship, no matter what went wrong, he knew right from wrong. He knew the right side and the wrong side, and he could see what. And although he was on this side all by himself, and, and I'm talking about the, the entire nation of Israel pretty much was on this side over here, Jeremiah still knew he had God on his side and willing to do what God said. Jeremiah was right. I got a little note here and I'm done. Right without reward. He wasn't allowed to ever have a family. I mentioned this Wednesday night. He never was. Some people say, I got to have a family. Why? What's if God says no? What's if God, if you ask God? What's if God flat says no, you can't? He didn't have a home, no country. He ended up in Egypt down there, no church, no health care, no pension. Died in Egypt. The Apostle Paul, I said this, I said this Wednesday night, Apostle Paul had more converts than Jeremiah did. Jeremiah had to live his whole life without seeing anything positive come out of what he did. All he had was God. Title of this message, Something to Weep About. You want to be a preacher? You want to, you want to serve God? Really? Really? Are you willing to do a life like Jeremiah? Paul, Paul Harvey said this, and I've got four little things. Now the rest of the story. And I mentioned this Wednesday night, and I always mention it when it comes to Jeremiah. Israel did go into captivity just like Jeremiah said. Just because you don't want to hear what God says does not mean it won't happen. You know, you know what I did? 1980, before I got to that back porch that night, 
I found that little Bible up in my attic and I started reading it. I was raised Roman Catholic. I said, do I? I said, here's, I said, hey, you up in the sky, sky God. Hey, sky God. But just about that loud. In my backyard, I had a big old tree sitting there. Hey, you up there. If you're really up there, you better show me. My neighbors probably thought I was out of my mind. They're probably right. They're probably still right. I found out, then I found this little Bible in my attic, and I started reading it. And I'm like, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll throw everything out that I ever thought I was taught. And if I can find it in this book, and I'll bring it back in. I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And John the Baptist. And Jesus got baptized. It's okay, I buy that. And the Holy Spirit coming down. I got that. And the Father in heaven. And, and Jesus in the middle there. I said, there's three pieces. I got it. Trinity. I got that. Got it. Mary had a baby. Wasn't a little lamb. Mary had a little lamb. She didn't have no stinking little lamb. She had Jesus. Uh, you know, all these, all these fairy tales and nursery rhymes we got. It just Mary is not in charge of Jesus. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, King of kings and Lord and Lord, is in charge of Mary. However, comma, he chose her to have him. So she was chosen by him, not her, him. Well, that's a long story. But I believe Mary had a baby, and she was a virgin, and she had a baby without a man being involved. I believe that. I don't have a problem with that. I said, okay, how about it? And I kept going through that thing, going through that thing, and one day the Lord said, how about you being lost? And however he worked that thing out in my head, I got it. I said, yeah, that's me. I said, you're not, a, you're not, you're not, you're not at fault. It has to be me. I mean, you're perfect. If, if this book is right and I have to go with the way you come to this book as it is. You don't try to change it to what you think it is. God's perfect and I'm imperfect. I have to start with that premise. I have to. There's no other place to start. God's perfect. I'm imperfect. God's always right. I am always wrong. Unless I agree with God, then I'm right. Only in those cases. I have to. That's where you have to start. You can't start picking and nitpicking at everything you want to nitpick at. God's always right. I don't like him saying queers are going to get killed. But that's what he said. Is God always right? Yes. Then that's wrong. Are you willing to take a rock in the side of the head for that? I guess I will if I have to. But that's what he said. And if somebody asks me, that's what I want to tell him he said. I'm not going to go away from it. Brother, you got to get to this place. You know what Jeremiah had to do? He spent his whole life telling people what's going to happen to him. And they rejected him. And it happened just like it, they, they said it was. The king of Babylon did take him in there. You know, the king, Jeremiah was preaching to the nations, not just Israel. He was preaching to Babylon. He was preaching to Israel. He's preaching to Is Egypt. He's preaching to all of them. He told them all what was going to happen. If you do this, you do this, this is going to happen to them. And this is going to happen to them, this is going to happen to them. Then he told them all. You sit there and read this thing, and pretty soon what you get, Jeremiah had this knowledge in him, and nobody else had it, and he was weeping. You know what happens with this book sometimes? You get that thing lined up inside your heart, and you see what's going to happen to people, and they don't see it themselves. And they don't want to believe it, but it's really going to happen. And one day, life is going to end for each and every one of us. It's appointed that a man wants to die. Every one of us is going to die. And a true preacher, a true man of God is going to see that thing. And they're going to cry for people. People are going to die, go to hell. And it's not for a day or two. It's forever and ever and ever. And they'll never get out. There's no way to ever get them out because the son ain't going to come back and get them out again. He already done it one time. And we got one life to live. That's all we have. One life, just one. 
And in that one life, the most important thing isn't the education we get or, or the funds we get or the houses and their cars and all that other stuff. The one thing that's the most important thing is finding Jesus Christ Amen. and getting into heaven. That's it. Daniel 1.6. You go through the temple, everything. Uh, I'll end this on a positive note. All that stuff happened. Daniel or Jeremiah was right. He weeped through his whole life. He's in heaven, been in heaven for a long, long time, having a great time. He, Jeremiah's not weeping anymore. Jeremiah's smiling. He's having a good time. He's up there with everybody else, Elijah, Elijah, Daniel, David. Daniel's probably saying, hey, Jeremiah, thank you for writing what you wrote. <laughs> Ezra, Ezra and Nehemiah said, boy, thank you for what you wrote. Thank you, thank, thank you for what you did, and, and you kind of lined us up and got us ready to start and there's a future out there. Hey, man, Israel can still come back. There's still a temple that can be built. There's still a Savior that's going to come and be born. He's going to raise. He's going to die on a cross. But there's still a future out there, and there's salvation out there in front of you. And there's still heaven that we can all go to. See, you can stop at Jeremiah and say he's a weeping prophet. And that was it. No, Jeremiah was saying, hey, there's still a future. Are you in here today? If you're lost, you know what you need to do is you need to get saved. You need that future. I got that future. You say, hey, my life is coming to an end. So is mine. I got a future. It's in heaven for sure. I'm going to heaven one day. I'm going to see Jesus one day. As a matter of fact, I can live and walk with him all day long. But I tell you what, when you see this world hurting like it is, I see that stuff in Ukraine, it, it breaks my heart. We got missionaries on the run for their families and their lives, but there's people who have to stay there and they're dying. And if they don't know who Jesus Christ is, you know what happens to them? They go right to a place called hell. You say, why would you send missionaries over so they get a chance? And maybe they just planted enough seed that once they're gone out of there because they never knew that day was coming, they knew it could happen. But maybe there's just enough of word of God there that when everything is settled back down, those people can go on for Jesus Christ. Are you going on for Jesus Christ? No matter what happens, are you willing to serve him? And are you going to be like a Jeremiah? Father, thank you for your blessings today. Lord, this world is crazy, getting crazier by the moment. And Lord, but we have you. Lord, you know our down sittings, you know our uprisings, you know everything about us. You know the day that uh, we came on the planet, you know the day we're going to live. Lord, this thing with Ukraine never snuck up on you. You knew exactly what was going to happen over there. And Lord, I'm not cold-hearted to those people, Lord, but this is where I'm at. I'm in Dayton, Ohio today with a group of people. And Lord, uh, I just pray that you'd open our eyes and, and our hearts, uh, Lord, to the, the word of God. And Lord, that we'd let this thing flow through our bodies and change us. Lord, that we could be a help to those around us. I can't help the people in Ukraine or Russia or China or anywhere else, Lord, but I can sure help the people in Dayton. Lord, give us the word of God and, and let it uh, flow through our hearts and not be like the, the people Jeremiah preached at. And, Lord, the preachers and teachers, we're getting ready for a revival, Lord. Help us to get our hearts softened so as Dr. Peacock comes in here and preaches at us for a week, uh, Lord, that uh, our hearts will change, Lord, and we will change with it. Again, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for our Bible that we can hold in our hands. Lord, if there's anybody in here today that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, I'd pray that you'd open their eyes just a little bit more, that they could see some of the things that Jeremiah saw and that they'd come to know you as their Savior. And Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.